Welcome to the GYSB Talks podcast with host Carla Palmer. GYSB Talks, get your sexy back talks, is the number one podcast helping women in midlife elevate physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, and in relationships. I am so happy and also grateful that you are here today and every week. Now, let's get into today's topic, shall we? Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of GYSB, Get Your Sexy Back Talks with Carla Palmer. Today, we are going to be talking about staying organized and the importance of organization in your home. We're going to be joined by Tanisha Lyons-Porter. Hi, Tanisha. Welcome to GYSB Talks. Hey, Carla. Thank you for having me. I have been looking forward to this for a long time. Me too, since our Instagram Live. And then I came to your workshops. I was like, I got to get her on the podcast. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So I want to do a, a, a proper introduction. Uh, Tanisha is the founder of Natural Born Organizers. Uh, it's an enterprise that goes into homes and businesses to create order out of chaos. Paired with her strong desire to serve people and help them achieve their goals, she officially established her dream career and turned it into a business in 2013. It's a long time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She uses years of research and experience to create spaces of inspiration and calm. She believes that organization is not about discarding all of your items or keeping things perfect at all times. It's about finding an efficient system that works for you and your business. Now, I like your motto, no judgment, I'm here to help, right? No judgment, I'm here to help. Yep. Yep. It's perfect because I think sometimes there's a lot of shame that people have about their space, not looking presentable, mm-hmm. especially when company comes over mm-hmm. um, and things like that. And so I do want to get into that. But first, I want to ask you how you got started in this business. Yeah. So <laughs> so when my husband and I bought our house in Los Angeles in the in 2009, You know, I did what we all do when we're trying to, you know, create our home space. You watch HGTV to get inspiration, right? (laughs) Like we all do that, all the DIY things. And, but there was one particular show, I don't even remember which show it was, but they had an organizing expert on the show. And I was like, hmm, what, what is this? Like, is this a thing? And I know when I was graduating from high school, about to go into college, that was like the big push in our community about entrepreneurship. And we kept, I kept hearing, do what, if you can think about something that you, you have a passion about, that you would love to do, you would do for free. That is kind of a hint on maybe you might be able to make money from it, right? And so that's always been in the back of my mind. And so when I saw that, I'd had two other businesses before. And I was like, hmm. And God just kept dropping in my brain and reminding me that I have been organizing for myself and my family and even friends for almost all of my life. Reminding me that when I was in the sixth grade at Windsor Hills Elementary School, I would stay in my sixth grade teacher's class during lunch, eat my class, eat my lunch there and help her reset the classroom. Talk about teacher's pet. 
talk about teacher's pet. Like, who does that, right? Who does that? Who does that? And then I kept remembering how I would move my bedroom furniture around in, in my bedroom and to find efficiency. I remember when I was in high school and my parents would go to Cancun and, um, and Cabo and Mazatlan with their other married friends for the weekend. I would take that opportunity to clear out the pantry and throw out, you know, the oatmeal that might have the little weeble wobbles in it, you know, and I would look at the expiration dates and throw things out. I would go into the linen closet and find, you know, linens that were that we weren't using no more to make room. Like I did that. My parents didn't tell me to do that. Neither one of them were really organized, but I would do that. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. And so then I started talking to people, my friends, my inner circle, I'm like, cause they knew I'm like business minded. I went to Howard. I went, um, my major was in school of business. And so I'm like, what do you think about this? Like, could you see me doing this? And everybody was like, yes, 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 yes. And if you want to practice, practice on me. You can take pictures, whatever. So, and then I was like telling my, my freshman college roommate about it. And she was like, oh my gosh, yes, because you never judged me. I was the mm. messy. She was like, I was the messy one. And I always looked at your side of the our dorm room and was like, Oh my God, I know she, you know, I got to do better. I got to, and you never judged me. She was like, we were like Oscar. What was it? The odd couple, the odd couple. She was like, yeah, she was like, that's, that was us, but you never judged me. And that's how that I, no judgment. I'm here to help um, came hmm. from because I didn't even really, it didn't bother me because it was like, okay, well this, comes easy for me I'm not you're really good at other things you know what I mean mm -hmm. and and so I'm not gonna shame you because you struggle in this because you're really good at that and I don't want you looking at me like well just do it right so that's how all that came about so from probably 2010 to like 2012 I was just kind of playing around redoing my house talking to different people about it and then all of 2012 I was just preparing to start my business in January 2013 and I think on January 1st I like posted on Facebook my uh my first business card and did you get business word of mouth because you were doing all of these um, special projects with your friends and they were posting the before and after. They and all weren't that stuff. even posting it. They weren't posting it, but um, I had the before and afters and then I would just post things and talk about things on my personal Facebook page. And so what happened was my inner circle, my friends, my family started to look to me as the expert. It didn't matter mm -hmm. that I didn't have any paying clients at the time. But they knew that I had an expertise at this that they didn't have. And so mm -hmm. I was top of mind when somebody would talk about, oh, girl, I need to purge my closet or, you know, I, you know, such and such died and we got to clear out the house or I'm moving and or I moved and I don't know what to do. I would always be top of mind. And so they were like, oh, well. I got a cousin or, oh, my girl from high school or, you know, my bestie or whatever. And that's how that's how I started getting referrals and started getting paid clients. 
Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> but that's how it should work. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how, it's very organic, but you were still like right in line with what you were supposed to be doing. That's mm -hmm. your purpose. Yeah, yeah. And I and I absolutely love it because I remember there was a point in time when I wanted to be an educator. So <laughs> it kind of falls in line for me, at least, because for me, it's not about going into someone's space and making it look like my space or going mm -hmm. into someone's space and having this cookie cutter method that every space looks the same, right? For me, it's about, I see you struggling in this. Let me understand how your life is working, how you live, what your goals are, what your dreams are. And then let me figure out a way to create a system that makes sense for you so that you can maintain it. Because the ultimate goal is not for me to have to come back every month, right? Now, sometimes I do have clients who they're very high achieving, high pressure jobs, and they just don't have the time. And so I right. may come and do resets often, right? But the goal, the ultimate goal for the majority of my clients is that you can maintain it. I may come back, you know, maybe quarterly or every year to kind of help you to purge or something like that. But it's a system that makes sense for you and that you can like train yourself in and that it works. Um, and so that's a transferring of skills. Like it's, it's almost like shadow work too, right? And that really is what my virtual services are because I'm not actually physically touching anything. I'm looking at the environment I'm asking questions and I'm walking my clients through what to do, right? Mm -hmm. But they're actually doing it, right? And so mm -hmm. I'm just basically like telling them what to do. And so that's a transferring of skills. Um, and that's what I love about it because most of the time when people come to me, they're drowning. They're drowning, they're frustrated, they have no hope. Um, and, um, and I love to give them hope. And that hope comes very quickly after we get started. It's like, mm -hmm. oh my God. I can do this. I can do this. And that, that's what I love. That's what I love about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. when, when I came to your workshop, we had an exercise where we were supposed to bring an item, mm -hmm. right? And contribute it to the Goodwill drop-off or wherever you took the stuff mm -hmm. afterwards. And so I, I, I went in my closet, I found an item and I brought it. But then after the workshop, I felt inspired. I felt like I could do more. And I went home that day and I got so many things out of my closet and took them to the Goodwill the next day. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. But it was a very empowering exercise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times we just collect, 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 collect push back in the closet, store up here, put in a garage, right? Until we have so much stuff, mm -hmm. it almost feels like it's not doable. Like we don't want to take the task on on trying to declutter, downsize, get rid of things because it's such a daunting thing to do, yeah. to take on, yeah. right? We don't have time. Yeah. But when I did that, I felt so, it was so freeing. I felt empowered. I felt a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. down. My stress level went down. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting that it went down because the stuff wasn't like visibly like all over the place, mm -hmm. but it was so interesting to make that connection to mental health. Yeah, because our things have energy. 
Mm. And so think about all of the things that we have in our space. And there are things that are just old and stale, right? Way past their prime. And it's in your space. So it's giving off this old, stale, past this prime energy. Um, and that's the reason why when we start to purge even a little bit, yeah. the energy shifts. And that is what lights me up, girl. Like that lights me up. When I see the energy shifting in my client's house or space, it could even be a business, and I see it shifting and then I see it in them. Their eyes get a little brighter. Their shoulders, you know, come back a little bit. Like, you know, their voice is at a little higher octave. And it just, it just fuels me. It fuels me. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. to your point, my goal in all of the different ways that I serve people is to help people to incorporate what you did more consistently and on mm. a regular basis so that mm -hmm. it doesn't feel so overwhelming, right? So people ask me, well, how often should I declutter? How often do you declutter? I literally am purging something all of the time because if I know, like literally I could probably purge something every day. Because if I find that something is sitting in a corner and it doesn't have a home, I'm either determining in my head, I've, I've noticed something, I've identified something. And I'm like, where is that supposed to go? And if I can't find a place for it, then I'm asking myself, do I need to create a place for it? Like, is it important enough to replace something else? Mm. Or is it not important enough to replace something and then it needs to go someplace. So doesn't need to be recycled, doesn't need to be trashed or doesn't need to be donated. So I'm constantly looking for things um, and I'm noticing when a drawer is too packed, like I can't get nothing else in there, right? Or my closet, I'm like, I'm like trying to put my, I gotta put my back into it to, you know, make more room or, I run out of hangers because I've washed all the clothes. I've put, taken everything to the dry cleaners and now I ain't got no, a lot of hangers. I'm not going out to a place to order hangers or I'm not ordering hangers. I'm finding the amount of things I want to put back in the closet. I'm trying to find that amount of things or more in my closet. So now I can put these things up. So it's well, different. To get rid of? Yeah. Trying to find yeah, really? so so it's hard though. But not if not if you train your brain, right? And train train yourself to recognize those things because what most people will do is, oh, I got 10 things that don't I don't have room for in the closet or I don't have hangers for. All right. I know there's 10 like most people will be like, okay, where can I put the overflow? Oh, let me get a over the door. Uh, let me get a over the door hook. And then I can yeah. put these two things on the back of the thing. But now, now you are now, um, it's almost like claustrophobic. Like you're now mm -hmm. creating more space where there really isn't any space. 
And now every time you go into that room, it's this visual clutter. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's ne- ne- sometimes it's necessary, right? Like sometimes we're just in small spaces and whatever, whatever. But now it's visual clutter and that affects us. We it need does. to see negative space. We need, it's okay to have a corner that doesn't have anything in it. It's okay mm-hmm. to have a floor that doesn't have anything in it. But for some reason, and this is something that I do want to research and dive into a little bit more, is we get uncomfortable with open spaces. Like we have this need to fill it when we don't really have to, it's not necessary. So instead of buying the over the door hook to add these things, most of us can go into our closet and find 10 things. Three things may be items that you know the zipper is broken or a button is missing or there's a tiny little stain on that all white outfit. You, most people can't see it, but you can. And that's just enough that will stop you from wearing it. Right? Like you got an all white outfit and it's just enough that you'd be like, "Mm, I'm not going to wear it. Right? So if you're skipping over it, then you can purge it, right? So at least there's three things that fall under that category. There's probably another three things that you didn't really like anyway, but you holding on to it because you kind of paid good money for it or you feel guilty because it has the tag still on it. But you know you're not going to wear it. You know you're not going to wear it. Like you know, you know without a shadow of a doubt, it was a bad impulse buy and you're not going to wear it. Like you know it this right to be true but you're still not gonna get rid of it right so there's at least three things we're already at six then there's another three things that um it's just not your style no more like you used to like the flowy dresses so we got all of the colors but now you don't like the flowy dresses because it doesn't show off the waistline that you worked so hard to get and you're not trying to put no belt on it So you're not wearing the flowy dresses no more, but we got at least six flowy dresses. So let's take three that you don't really like the color anyway, right? So we're already at nine. And then there's got to be one thing in your closet that you can't fit, whether it's too big or too small. Let's go with the Mm. too big because we're not trying to like, you know, offend nobody. Let's go with there's at least one thing in there because we getting our sexy back. That's right. Um, there's at least one thing in there that's too big. And no, you're not going to gain that weight again because we've created this lifestyle of fitness and this lifestyle of healthy eating. So go and let that go. You don't need you don't need that safety net. Go and let that. We're at 10 right there. Right. So that's how I do it to where it's not so overwhelming. Most of the time, I don't have to find 10 things. Most of the time, it's like three or four. Okay. Okay. Most of the time it's like three or four. Um, and so that is what I, that's what the, those are the skills that I try and teach people um, so that it doesn't feel overwhelming. It's a constant, it's a constant, you know, constant give and flow about what you're bringing in, where it's going. And if you have room, it's mm-hmm. understanding the boundaries of each and every space, each and every cabinet, each and every closet, whatever, and recognizing when we have reached capacity. And I then love that. doing something. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, gosh, you're so good. The way you just went through those 10 like that, I was like, she gonna say yes. Dang, lady. Wow. Yeah. And I know you didn't want to go the opposite direction about the clothes being too small, Mm -hmm. but that's where I am. You know, Mm -hmm. menopause is menopause and life is life and Mm -hmm. things ain't fitting. Things ain't fitting. And so I was going through my closet yesterday because my son is moving out today. Oh, okay. That's a whole nother thing. That is a whole thing. Yeah. My babies. First time living on his own. Interesting. I understand. I know. I understand. My my 29-year-old daughter just moved out on her own uh, this spring. Yeah. This spring. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's just me and him. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm really going to be in this house by myself. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Mm -hmm. he was doing some purging. Because I'm like, let's do a goodwill run, right? Don't take all this stuff over to your house. Don't do that. Mm-mm. Let's do a purge. And so I was like, I'm going to purge too. There's so much stuff that I have that I love, mm-hmm. that I pay good money for, mm-hmm. that is probably a size or two mm-hmm. too small. And I'm like, I'm the GYSB lady. I'm the get your sexy bag lady. Ain't no way I can't get back in this. I've been saying that for the last two years. Yeah. It's so hard. It is. To part with it. It's hard to accept that maybe I won't be a size eight again. I might not ever be a size eight again, the way that this 52 year old body looks. Yep. That's hard. That's hard. That is a discomfort. Um, Cause I always talk about decluttering discomforts, right? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And that is one. It It's, um, it's a, it's an ego thing. It's a pride thing. It's a vanity thing. It's an age thing. It's yep. emotions, right? And um, you may get to the 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 scale weight, but like you said, our body is different. Have shifted, and it's shifted, <laughs> right? And um, yeah, and it 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 may not ever be that body, and that is something we have to process. Um, but it's hard because aging is challenging. Aging comes with benefits, but it also comes with some really gut-wrenching it, realities. It, yeah, it comes with gut-wrenching realities and it all is connected to our mortality. Yeah. Yes. And it's hard and it's sad and it's Yes. It pisses us off and we have to deal with that. And so we have, we have those that. conversations. We talk it out. We don't act like that's not how we feel. Um, <laughs> you know, but then I will circle back around and I will okay. say, what is your ultimate goal for your space, for your closet? How do you want to feel when you walk into your closet? And for me, I want all of my clients to be able to shop their closet. Mm, so, I love that. So imagine going into, imagine your closet being your favorite, a collection of your favorite boutiques and your favorite brands and everything in there fits you, looks good on you. You love it. Imagine how we would show up in the world. Imagine how we would show up in the world if we could shop our closet every day 
and we knew everything in there we loved. Everything okay. in there we put on and we knew we were sexy as hell. How Tanisha. would we show up? Versus, versus what we're currently doing, going in our closet and whatever percentage don't fit us, we know it don't fit. It's basically reminding us that we're getting old. Mm. Mm. It is reminding us every time, consciously or subconsciously, we talked about energy earlier, right? So consciously or subconsciously, it's reminding us we're in menopause. It's reminding us that our body is changing. It's reminding us that we're losing muscle mass. It's like. Why do you want that? Why do we want that? Why do we want that? So that's what I do is we deal with all of that, right? We deal with all of that. And then what we circle, I circle back around to what okay. do we want? How do we want to feel? Wouldn't this be wonderful? And obviously sometimes I'm, you know, I'll hit, well, if I do that, I ain't gonna have no clothes. But the clothes you do leave in there, you're gonna love. And then we're <laughs> gonna start replacing it with other things that we love. So I'm yeah. like, if you got, if we, if we end up getting down to a capsule wardrobe, so be it. But you're gonna yeah. love every single thing in that in there. Yeah, that is so true. I, I had some jeans that I've been trying to get back in. <laughs> For a while. And then uh, I need some jeans, right? Because mm -hmm. we can wear jeans to work. I can dress it up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I got two new pair of jeans. And I paid good money for these jeans because I wanted them to look good. Yeah. And I am so happy now. And I got rid of the other ones. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy now that I can go in my closet, put on jeans. They're bigger. Yeah. Yeah. That I can fit in. Yeah. And I just, I'm comfortable. I'm not stretching in them. Like, it feels amazing. It feels amazing. And, and I look a little bigger, but I look good still. But you look good. And you know what, Carla? It's so funny because I noticed this a couple of weeks ago. Whenever we see women who look good, right? On Instagram, you know how we'll see like the get ready with me, you know? Oh, yeah. All shapes, all sizes, all ethnicities, whatever. The ones that are popular, that go viral, that we look to, is because they are wearing clothes that fit them. Yep. Whatever, whatever size. Whatever size. They are wearing clothes that fit them. They're wearing clothes that flatter their shape. Mm -hmm. Whatever the shape is, good, bad, whatever, not even bad, good, whatever it is, whatever it is, big butt, small butt. Big stomach, no stomach, flat stomach, big, whatever. It fits them so good. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what size we have or what body we have. If we wear clothes that fit us, we're going to look and feel good. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Period. But it's, but we go back. It's hard though. It's it hard. It's hard, but we, we have to face that. We have to, we have to deal with that head on. We have to deal with yeah. that head on. Yeah. I feel like we could just end the podcast episode now. We're not gonna, <laughs> but that was, that was powerful. That was so powerful. And I know we didn't want to go there, but I'm like, yeah, it's people in the audience. We all, we need to talk about this thing. We mm -hmm. need to let those size eights go. If we go. are not fitting in them and haven't fitted and haven't been able to fit in them for the last couple of years, 
some of them five years. Listen, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And shopping is fun. Yeah. If you're not cluttering up your closet and you're finding things that you really love, I found a couple of stores that I really, really like. Yes. And I've got some great pieces that I love in my closet now. I can wear them to my board meetings. I can wear them to work. Like it feels good. Yeah. And I want to do more of that. And as my son is purging and I'm continuing to purge with him, and I'm going to get a little extra closet space because he going to be gone. Yes. And I won't junk it up. I won't <laughs> junk it up. Just give it a purpose. Just start I'm thinking give it a about purpose. Start thinking. We talked about the workshop. Start thinking about how you want that room to what the purpose of that room. And it could be multi-purpose, right? But give it a purpose and then start moving toward that purpose and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I liked about your workshop too when you talked about your dream space? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, can you like elaborate on that a little bit more about how it doesn't necessarily have to be this big mansion? Mm -hmm. It's whatever you have to work with. Right. And yeah. square footage. Yeah. What is how do you create your dream space? Like, let me tell me how you would teach somebody how to start to do that. Yeah, really. It, it starts with sitting down and thinking. Right. When you moved into your apartment, when you moved into your house, your condo, your room. What did you envision, right? If money and time was not a factor, what would you love to have in your home, in your space? Would you like to have a space that was, you know, just full of plants? Do you want a meditation space? Do you want an exercise space, a space to do yoga? Um, do you have a craft that you want to get back into, Right. But you just feel like you don't you don't have a place to sew or crochet or whatever. Um, you know, thinking about that, writing it down, not talking yourself out of it like, oh, that's never going to happen. I don't want to hear that. What is it that you want? Then it's like, OK, let's look at the spaces that we're working with. Right. How are you currently using it? What spaces are just there? with stuff, right? That are totally underutilized. Um, how can we generate more space? Because this is the thing, someone can hire me for a bathroom, but ultimately I'm always searching on how I can generate space. So I'm always asking, where are all the closets, hall closets, cabinets? Where are spaces that you don't even remember the last time you opened that door, right? Hmm. Whether it's a drawer, a cabinet, a closet, whatever. There's always a space like that. And once I find spaces that I can generate space, then things start to shift, right? And I start creating, I start creating new purposes and functions for different spaces so that now I can make room for whatever that dream is, right? There's been times where I'll hear people just in conversation as we're going through closets and you start going like up underneath the clothes, right? All the way in the back. And you know, stuff always there's under always there. stuff under there. Right. And most of the time it's of loves of past, right. A, um, a, a hobby that you had. Right. And ultimately the story comes and I'm listening to it. And a lot of times people talk themselves out of a hobby that they loved at one time, something that, help them de-stress something that was a form of self-care um and then i asked well do you not like doing that anymore it was like well no i just don't have time i don't have space or whatever and i will start literally looking through 
their space and, and listening to what their their days are. And then I will circle back and weave back away just very casually in the conversation how, oh, you know, this corner or this basket could hold, you know, your yarn and your crochet, whatever. And if you only have 15 minutes, you just sit down in this chair and you pick up, you crochet for 15 minutes and then you put it back down and you keep it pushing. Right. Mm. And so for you, let's say you um, let's just say you do the podcast in your dining room. And you dream you dream of a space that you could exercise in that's dedicated, like that you could exercise in, do your podcast, create content, whatever. And let's say I was over your house when your son was moving out. And obviously there's mixed emotions with that. I'm going to now circle back at some point and now show you your dream of how his room can still be a guest room if you need it to be, but we can set it up to where you can have your podcast set up to where you don't have to break nothing down every time you need to do whatever. (laughs) Right. The light, the lights stay up. The mic stays there. All of the tools you need in order to do the podcast is just there. It can be there. a little corner, a little table, whatever. We going we going to make the space, right? So that stays there. Then you got your get your sexy back content. What do you need for that? Right? What do you typically need for that? Oh, we could use that space. But it's all set up to where if you need that room for a guest room, it's fine because we can just kind of move those things or break those things that put get a good quality airbed in there. Bam, we, we good. It's a guest room again. Yep. But yep. so oh. many times, so many times my clients like, oh, well, this is my son's room. This is my whatever. It's like, oh, well, how often do they come home? Oh, they never go. <laughs> you know, they come home every now and then. But how often do they spend the night? <clears throat> Once or twice. So what you're telling me is you're paying for this room every month and for someone who only spends a night maybe once or twice out of 365 days. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But most of the time that has nothing to do with the adult child. That has to do with the parent. Mm-hmm. going back to yeah. aging and that has to do with the parent. Right. And so those conversations just happen, but you know, it's like breaking down the ultimate dream, you know, listening to the things that frustrate us, you know, it's like, I want to exercise, but I always got to pull this out and pull this out and make room for this and that, 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 or I would love to meal prep, but I always got to do this and do that. So it's like listening to those dreams and those, processes and those routines that you would love to have, but you feel like you just don't have the space to do them. And then that's when my mind starts working. That's when my, and then I break that down and start showing them how you have the space for that. Um, And there's no need to delay the dream. Mm -hmm. Do you, when people have more of a lavish idea of what they would like, but they don't have the finances to match, right? Like, you know, beer versus champagne. Um, what do you, how do you tell them to go about maybe getting some version of that? Mm -hmm. Do you have different hacks that they can use for that? Yeah. I just kind of walk through, I I try and encourage them to 
not delay the dream and mm. at least start using the space the way you would want to, right? Because what okay. ends up happening is ultimately once they start using the space, setting up the space and start using the space in a different version of the dream, things start happening and manifesting mm. and they're like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, I know I want it to look this way, but this way, this version of it, I'm okay with this actually right now. Like, I like that and, and I still want this, but this feels good. Perfect example. I have a virtual client that lives in Jersey. And when I met her at a talk that I did, um, she was talking about how her and her husband had just acquired this um, duplex and it has a big basement, but it was it's dirty and dusty and not a lot of lights. And, you know, they have plans five, 10 years down the road to like totally redo it. It's finished basement, all of the things. Right. And um, and so she bought, purchased some virtual sessions and we were just going to make order down there. Right. So okay. that she can bring more things from upstairs, downstairs. But in order for us to do it, she because there really wasn't good light down there. She asked a neighbor who was a contractor or something like that to borrow his like big lights. Right. To give us light. OK. Just that act. Well, the act of her purchasing sessions, but that act needed required additional light. So now her neighbor knew she needed additional light. By the second week, when we had our second um, uh, session, the neighbor had installed lights down there. What? Mm -hmm. Just basic lights, you know, nothing major, but now the whole basement is lit. Mm -hmm. So now mm -hmm. this, now the a basement that was not functional because you could only be down there during the daytime hours, right? And it really was dim. Now it's totally lit. And it's like, oh, it just opened up this thing, right? So now it's like, oh, wait a minute. If I create this side storage, this side could actually be my desk now and my yoga space. And if I put a dehumidifier down there, it can take out the moisture in the air. Mm. If I put an air purifier in here, it could take out some of the impurities so that I feel like, you know, it's not as dusty. It's not as this. It's like going through the motions. And now, like, she's now moved her office from her toddler's room to downstairs. You know, like, everything has just gone. And it's like, because she started, because she started, because she started. Right. And so I, I just try and show them a different version of the dream that mm -hmm. will work for now. Mm -hmm. And how it all just came together and it started with asking a neighbor to borrow something. And then they ended up making something permanent. Yep. Wow. I love that story. Yeah. I was going to ask you to share a story. Yeah. So I'm glad you did that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if people want to get started with declutter, right, what do you suggest? Like one bedroom at a time, one room at a time, one drawer at a time. What's your advice? Well, it typically starts with their their aptitude or their comfort 
and decluttering and downsizing, okay. right? So depending on how comfortable they are, how anxious they are about the process, I, I will tell them different things. But most of the time, I tell people to start in, number one, start in the area that if I was to ask you, what's in that closet? What's in that drawer? You know, and you if the answer is like, girl, I don't, I'm not even sure. I don't even know the mm-hmm. last time I opened it. That's where you start. Is that the easiest to dump? That typically is going to be a small percentage of things in there that you're actually going to hem and haw about. Nine times out of 10, the majority of the things in that space, you're like, oh, that's broken. I just didn't dump it, right? Oh, that's torn. That's whatever. Oh, I don't even use that anymore. Oh, that's, you know, my aunts. That's my mom's. That's my brother's. And the next thing you know, that whole drawer, that whole closet, and sometimes the whole room is now clear, right? And so that's normally what I tell people. Start, okay. you, if you are totally overwhelmed and have no idea where to start, think of a, a space that you don't even know the last time you opened that drawer or whatever and start there. Mm-hmm. Because it gives, you, it gives you a little something. And it also generates space so that now someplace that's really tight and, and you were like, oh, I don't have no more space. And it's like, there you go. Mm-hmm. You just created some space. So yeah, yeah, that's what I tell people to do. Are you going to be doing any more of like the workshop that I went to? And I, I asked that because we don't have time to go into all of the things that you discussed, but you talked about papers and shredding. You talked about, you know, being organized with bills and stuff when they come in and having a place for that. You talked about um, bulk load pickup and how to, you know, make sure that things are picked up on a certain day. You can get rid of things really easily on a weekly basis if you want to. Mm -hmm. So you talked about a lot of those things. And like I said, you know, maybe you want to talk about maybe one of those things right now because they were so good. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But yeah, you're so good, Tanisha. You're so good. Thank you, Carla. Like I would genuinely like mean that. (laughs) Thank you. You're gifted. Yeah, you're definitely walking in your purpose. So maybe share like something on one of those things and then tell people how they can get in touch with you and where you will be doing your next workshop. Okay. So let's talk about paper real quick. Um, paper tends to be a chokehold <laughs> for most people. Um, and most people our age, we learned how to adult with paper, right? So we learn how to, we actually had to balance a checkbook, learn how to balance a checkbook, right? So our context, our foundation is very different. Um, we didn't know the balance of our bank account without calling, right? We couldn't just go on our phone and check the balance. Um, we had to literally wait for the statement every month. And then- And wasn't no automatic payment. No, there was no automatic payments. Like we had to wait for the statement every month, check our check registry and make yep. the difference to see what didn't clear yet, right? And so yep. there was a reason why We waited, we needed that statement. There was no going online to look at that, right? And there was also a reason why we wrote down the check number, how we paid a certain bill, and then saved it because we we needed some type of tracking system. All of these ways that we learn how to adult with paper, we don't need to do anymore. Hmm. And a... The clearest example 
or proof that we don't need the paper anymore is that the majority of the times when I am helping people with their paper piles, we are opening unopened mail for months and months and months and months and months. The same bill, the same statement, the same explanation of benefits that I say, but it's unopened. So what does that tell me? You're getting that important information someplace else that is not paper, right? Mm. So I always use that to say, you're getting, I get the reason why we're keeping it, right? Because yeah. that's, it's how we, all we know, but we're getting the information. Half of us is over in this 21st century, right? Yeah. Um, but the other half are still how we learn. So it's like, I try and switch it. Instead of telling people, just get rid of the paper. I try and switch and it's like, just think. If you went paperless on all these statements and all these bank statements and investment statements and bills and all of these things, how many to do's on your task list that you're going to remove? Hmm. It's less things to get out of the mailbox. It's mm -hmm. less mail to find a place to put. It's less piles that are going to build up. The piles are going to build up a lot slower, right? Yeah. Because 80% of what we get out of the mailbox is junk mail anyway, right? Yep. So if just think about the day when you can go to the mailbox and there's one thing out of all of the things that are is, that's in the mail that you actually need to need to right. open. Cuz everything else is junk mail, right? Yeah. So then that's less things to open, there's less things to put in the to be filed pile that never gets filed. Never gets filed. Who, that's not a good use of our time. Who needs filing? I'd rather go to brunch than file papers on a Sunday. I what? don't want to file nothing. I mean, I got a, I got a little pile right here, like of things that I do actually need to file. But who has time to file? And I literally have my little file thing is this big. It ain't gonna take but a half a second. Who? Don't nobody have time for that, right? So I try and show like all of how many tasks did we just, I just name off four or five, right? Yeah. Um, and so instantly those go away when we go paperless. So multiply mm -hmm. that by all of your banks, all your bank accounts, all your credit card accounts, all of your investment accounts, your 401k accounts, your anything medical, multiply that by all of that. Phone bill, yeah. BWP, all of your utilities, bill, right? Your utilities, your mortgage, whatever the case, multiply that by all of those, let's say four tasks, by all of the things. No wonder we're drowning in paper. Yeah. yeah. No wonder. No wonder you can't eat at the dining room table because it's got so many papers on top of it. Yeah. And if you know it, all they are are statements and you already know what your 401k is doing, why am I opening the paper? <laughs> right? <laughs> so I just try it in a fun way, you know. I just try and like, put, you know, put the mirror up and be like, look, this don't make no sense, really. We yeah. really, you know, and ultimately I will get pushed back because that's also like we were talking about before aging and it's scary it's scary to just not have 
any paper coming in because, you know, because we're used to it. But I just try and negotiate. It's like, okay, which one can we, can we just try this paperless thing? Let's pick five out of the 20 things that come in every month, you know, and we just kind of start there. And the goal is never paperless because listen, I don't care how much technology there is. We going to print stuff. We going to get, always get things in the mail. It just is what it is. So I like to say paperless ish, right? It's like, let's just reduce it, make it easier on ourselves, you know, take the pressure off. um, And, and let's just go from there. Yeah. 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 It, it's so it's such a generational thing Absolutely. because my son will have stuff coming in the mail and it will just sit there. And I'm like, hey, you know, your let's say, you know, DMV thing came in. Oh, yeah, I already already took care of that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, and I'm sitting over here the old school way that we learned that we grew up. Right. It's a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior. You got your bills. They sit in there and then you, on your Saturday, you sit in there, you're going through some of them. Some of them you don't know. Like it's such a meaningless thing that we don't have to we do don't it have that way. To do it that way. We don't. But I think there's also some uh, parts of us that are we're scared that we might miss the email or we might, you know, miss a bill because we didn't see it come in mm-hmm. or like this. Just we're so used to doing it this old school way mm-hmm. that it's like, oh my gosh, if I stop, mm-hmm. there's a fear that I'm gonna miss something, and I don't miss payments on. I ain't, I don't miss payments on nothing. <laughs> well, listen, but that that is true because. When I used to pay bills in the household, I did go paperless on all of my utilities. And Mm -hmm. that email telling me that that bill was, that statement was ready, like meant nothing to me. I saw it, but that meant nothing to me. It wasn't enough of a trigger to say, sit down and pay this bill. Like, because it's not sitting there. Like you see the DW bill on your table. And you see it until you pay it, and then you can throw it away. Exactly. So it's so it's that's hard. so that's what I ended up doing, right? So this is where the system for everyone comes into play. So I did go paperless on my utilities, but I realized okay. that won't working for me. So I had them start sending the the um, the statements or the bills, but I didn't save it. I paid it because I needed that trigger to pay the bill. I paid it, yeah. and then it went into the recycle bin or into the shredder. I didn't file it anymore. Right. So it's like I learned all of this. I'm still doing it up to here. But then this part, it's like, okay, this part I don't need to do. There's no need for me to file it because I'm never going back in there. If I need to check and see if something hit or if something, whatever, I can go online to do it because that's where I'm paying it. I'm logging into the system, whatever. So it's okay to shift our systems and pivot where it's necessary. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't need to do all of the things that I did when I was 21, but I understand this is what works for me. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. So, so many layers to being organized. Right. You think about mental health. You think about time management. You think about your finances. Right. If you're organized, your finances are going to be better. Yes, they are. It's automatically going to happen. Yes. Yes. It's just so many layers it's to this so thing. It's so dope. It's so, it's so many. dope. Oh my gosh, Carla. It, I just had a, a epiphany. Epiphany. You know how we were talking about earlier about medication support mm-hmm. with mental health? Mm-hmm. Being organized is a support in your life. Ugh. So it brings you to a baseline so you don't have to try so hard. 
Yep. And then it helps you so that you can achieve all these other goals and improve all these other goals, like being able to do self-care on a regular basis, be able to pay off your bills and improve your your financial you know stability, being able to work out consistently, being able to have time to spend with your family, being able to travel, being able to get out on time and not be late. Tanisha. Like it literally supports all of it. Being able to run your business and be able to do the admin things and not forget about stuff. Listen, like it is literally, that is like a, a such an epiphany for me. Like I have, I've said it in different ways. This is just another way to communicate it to people. Cause you know, different things hit for different people. Of course, of course. But being organized is like a support that lifts yep. you up. It's a baseline. So you're no longer drowning exactly. and then trying to function. Girl, this episode right here. <laughs> Listen, this episode right here, Tanisha. Woo. Woo. Girls, I've been about to cry about two times in this episode because it's hitting. This stuff is hitting. It's like sometimes when I, sometimes when these things happen, yeah, sometimes when these things happen, I'll be like, oh gosh. Right. I'll, I'll be like, okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Because that wasn't me. That wasn't me. That was not me. Ooh, yeah. Girl, you're yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, so how can people stay in touch with you? Okay, so um, Natural Born Organizers on Instagram. I have a private Facebook group, Tanisha's Declutter and Organizing Party, um, to where we talk about all of the things. And um, and look out, in 2024, I'm going to be doing challenges. So if you're stuck and you don't know how to get started, you need that support, you need somebody to like tell you what to do and support you in that, Look out for um, for my challenges, and I am going to do another live event in the spring of twenty twenty four. Yeah, so so yeah, y'all, the, the live events they are lit. <laughs> okay, they are litty lit lit. So That's you got so the DJ. Fun. We have mimosas. Yes, we did, we had a dance break. We had like so many beautiful women of all different ages in one room together, like really just feeling each other. And you hit on so many amazing points. Yeah, that's some stuff we didn't even think about. Yeah. Um. So I encourage you all to please, please, please connect with Tanisha. Um. Follow on Instagram, and I'll put all of the links to to her Instagram and and her um email and yeah. her website. Uh, below. And if you want to stay connected with me, please do follow GYSB Talks. Follow me on Instagram at GYSB Movement. I'm also on TikTok. And uh, please follow the podcast. Please, 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 and share it out. I know this episode is going to be so dope. You guys cannot not share it with your people. Share this in your networks. Don't be yeah, selfish. Don't be selfish. Help other people. Yes, help other people. There's so many great nuggets that were covered in this uh this uh segment so tanisha thank you so much for being here you're welcome thank you for inviting me i had a ball i did too all right everybody we'll talk to you later take care 
all content on this podcast and any linked blog, podcast, webinar, course, or video material is created and produced for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health advice. The information is general and may not be suitable for your personal circumstances or complete health objectives. Do not use this content as a standalone resource to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease for therapeutic purposes or as a substitute for the advice of a health professional. Never delay seeking advice or disregard the advice of a medical professional based on our content here on this podcast. If you have questions or concerns about your health or medical condition, please seek guidance from a medical professional.